Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer, and I seem to have a cat paw on my throat. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> Angela Ruth long, people. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Ruth Strong is here with us today to talk about her upcoming release, Hero Debut. Ooh. So I'm going to read her bio real fast, and we are going to dive in. Um, I think I, I'm going to caveat that I, I think I shrunk your bio, if I recall, because it was kind of big. So um, this is a condensed bio. <laughs> Yeah, Angela Ruth Strong sold her first romance novel in 2009, and her books have since earned a top pick in Romantic Times and been a finalist for the Christie, won the Cascade Award, and become Amazon bestsellers. Her book, Finding Love in Big Sky, released as a movie in 2022. Thank you for being here, Angela. Hey, thanks for having me. So um, we like to jump off, rather than reading the back cover of the book, um, we like to ask you to tell us about the book. So um, give us, you know, slightly more than the elevator pitch, but not, you know, not the whole story. <laughs> All right. So Hero Debut is about a screenplay writer who is taking Citizens Police Academy as research for her upcoming rom-com. And she causes all kinds of trouble for the cop in charge. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes. That is that is a perfect snippet. Um, we could mm -hmm. just probably stop there because you want to read it, but we're not going to because that's not what we do here. We like to talk. So yeah. Okay, can I need to ask real quick? Um, are we do we do spoilers? Uh we try to avoid major okay. spoilers, but we can do like little tiny not critical to the story spoilers. Okay. It's kind of up to you. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to yeah. say zero spoilers, then we will be in a zero spoiler zone. Oh no. I'll I'll be careful because that is my weakness. I'm so bad. I just love book endings so much that that's always what I want to talk about. But I'm gonna I'm gonna no. be good. Okay. Oh, no endings. No ending. Not spoil it. Okay. Not no. spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> but this We're but not... this book has a fabulous ending. So that's what we'll say. Fabulous yeah. ending. It is. Yes. It has so much fun with it. <laughs> But we're not gonna we're not gonna do the is it Prue on the Great British Baking Show who's always tweeting congratulations to the winner before the episode airs? I think that's oh, no. I think that's who that is. So <laughs> we're not gonna do that. <laughs> so um I loved, 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 loved uh how you unpacked the wounds for the hero and the heroine in this story. Um you tied them both into old testament stories. And um, I think we can talk about this without it being super spoilery um, because it gets into some of the spiritual themes that you also wove in, which I thought you did really beautifully. Um, so I'd love for you to talk about that, the inspiration for their wounds, uh, the Old Testament Bible stories, what you're hoping the readers see, that sort of thing. Well, it means a lot to me that you loved that because that was very hard and it <laughs> took going back a, a, for a few revisions to make it work. Um, so this is the second book in my Love Unscripted series. The first one is Husband Auditions. And so there's three roommates all who went to film school together and it's basically their romance stories. Um, but what I wanted to do with these, these six, six characters is I wanted to give them each a, um, a wound that I learned about from the book, The Emotionally Destructive Relationship, because it meant so much to me. And the way um, that author described heart wounds is like, it can look like everything's good in your life. It's like a water bottle, but when you shake it up, if there's sediment, it rises up. 
And that ickiness is like our heart issues. And so the six heart issues, we'll see if I remember them all. Um, <laughs> fear, uh, um, laziness, which I dealt with in the first book. This one was envy and anger. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's how I picked their heart wounds. Um, with Gemma's, because she's in the first story and she's beautiful. She's like this gorgeous. And so I think people are not going to be suspecting that she deals with envy. Um, so I had a lot of fun creating her backstory that would fit with that. And then his was anger. And um, oh man, I want to like do spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> um, so that's, I struggled with him a lot actually, because I dealt with someone in my past who was angry. And so I struggled with not liking him very much in the beginning. And actually I wanted to talk to you about that, Elizabeth, because I know I read your blog where you wrote about, it's okay if you don't like a character, Um, they don't have to be likable. And for me, he wasn't likable. So that actually helped me a lot. Like, it's okay if I don't like him right now. Um, So I was really curious, did you find him unlikable at first? I did not actually. Okay. I really liked him. Um, but maybe because like I have family members who struggle with anger, like they don't allow it much like he does. Um, mm-hmm. And so they, while they don't allow it to be a, this huge destructive force in their lives, they, they know that it could be. Um, and so I appreciated seeing a character who who wasn't like, who wasn't perfect. Right. And he, he clearly just had this anger problem. Um, but he didn't want to have the anger problem, but he also didn't know how not to have the anger problem. Um, and, and to me, it just made him really real and lovable because he was trying so hard, Mm. um, to fix it when really who needed to fix it was Jesus. Yeah, that's a good perspective. Um, and and so I really loved seeing him get to the point where he was able to say, I can't do this on my own. Um, and that there are other people who can can help me in addition to Jesus. That's good. So when I was giving him his anger issue and um, the reason for him being angry I wrote it one way and uh, my editors are like, okay, Angela, this is rom-com. We, we can't have anything that dark. You're going to have to fix it. So then I wrote it another way. And so it wasn't until the third way that I wrote it. And so I kind of, I feel like I need to read the story again, just to see how it turned out. I kind of have this disconnect. Like I changed it so many times, which one was the real one. So when I get my books and I haven't, I feel like all my readers are getting my books, my pre-readers, and I haven't gotten mine yet. But when I get mine, <laughs> I look forward to seeing, I look forward to reading it. <laughs> That's, it's really, yeah. I, um, it's I very interesting. see it as um, anger straight up. Sorry, Narelle. Um, I saw his reaction to her, probably the way I would react to her because she's so over the top airheaded and we're going to get to her in a bit um but I mean I could kind of see like wanting to brush her aside and finding her super annoying so I didn't catch on right away like in chapter one that he had an anger issue he to me he was reacting to her and I remembered her from the first book but I'm like yeah I'd be reacting too (laughs) so um so basically yeah I 
so to me that that came around to being like oh wait what's I really would, yeah this? I would agree it wasn't like you just walked in and he's like this big angry person you do you do realize it subtly enough that you're already in love with him when you you know when you realize like oh he needs help he's grumpy certainly but yeah he's he definitely is more sort of grumpy than than super angry right off the bat which which makes him I think probably more accessible to people who um who aren't I don't want to say I'm used to angry people because it makes me sound like I'm this abused person who just doesn't know how to cope with life that's not what I'm saying but but um I have a lot of grace in my heart for people who are angry um so so if you're not like that, because it's hard to get to that place, I can see where somebody coming on the page and like, er, Hulk, um, would be <laughs> really hard. And he's not that he's not that at right. all. He's, he's fabulous. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's really interesting because I think when we think of anger, we think of aggression, we think of domestic violence. If you told me someone was divorced and they had anger problems, the first thing you go to is, oh, my goodness, how often were the police called to your house because something was going down? And that's not what's going on in this situation. He's The way his anger manifests I thought was very well done and very real to life. And now I can see how you got there if you went through three drafts. To you went, you, <laughs> yeah. It's like you dug deeper and you dug deeper and you dug deeper. And thank you for doing that because as a reader I very much appreciate where you landed because I think it's very realistic. And a lot of people who are angry will say, I'm not angry. I'm fine. I'm calm. I don't do all this stuff. I don't get aggressive. I don't hit people. I don't punch people. I don't get into fights. I don't have an anger problem. But oh boy, does he have an anger problem. So I thought that was really, really well done. Okay. I can recommend this book that I think you're really going to enjoy reading. You're going to enjoy reading about this guy who has an <laughs> anger problem. So I recommend that you read this uh, hero debut. <laughs> And that when yes. you do, you'll find that it's a story that flows along really well and you can understand how this guy, where he came from, what he's going through and where he's going. So I recommend this book to you, Ange. <laughs> You're going to love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, like I was saying, so with the anger issue, if you compare it to the water bottle, like yeah. when things are not, are just going smoothly, it looks clear. You don't see the anger issue. Yeah. And I think when you do talk to people with, um, you know, domestic violence, they don't stay in that relationship because the person's always exploding. Right. Like when things settle down, they're like, this is good. This is great. I'm enjoying this. And it's not till the issues rise up that it gets really messy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I mean, and you see it also with Gemma, I thought, um, again, the, the envy, it was a little hard at first to be like, what do you have to be envious of? But the way the way that you went there was so fantastic. And I won't, like, I could probably go spoilery. I'm not going to mention exactly that aspect of it, but it was just fantastic. And again, drove home that, the idea that like envy is insidious and it just, mm -hmm. like, if you're not careful, anyone in the world can, can be just, consumed by envy without understanding that this is what's happening um so it just really so well done loved it yeah thanks I did a lot of research on envy too because I think it gets so confused with jealousy as well and like God is a jealous God but jealousy 
and this was a good definition that I appreciated. Jealousy is when something's yours and then somebody's trying to take it away. Mm-hmm. And whereas envy is something is somebody else's and you're trying to take it away. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never really stopped to think about the differences, mm-hmm. with, honestly. So that was interesting as well. Yeah, I learned a lot. Is it not good? No, I think so. I think we can we can move on to Narelle's. We are. So I love, this is going to be an I love episode. I can hear it now. <laughs> so I love the many laugh out loud, hilarious rom-com moments that are connected to the Citizen Safety Academy. Like there's just some, um, I was literally laughing, tears rolling down my face laughing, not just having a giggle inside, but full on <laughs> laughing. And I read oh, this. I want to know which scene now. Was it, can you say the scene without at, giving At the beginning. Name? Just the first scene okay. where she first arrives and she's got the two guys next to her and it was, yeah, just, yeah, like the fingerprinting was hilarious. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> And then it just kept going. Like it just kept getting better and better. But anyway, yeah. so the Citizen Safety Academy where they're doing a course where they do the police section first, which is what our hero is in charge of, and then they go on to the firefighter section. So my questions are how did you do your research and is it based on a real academy? It is. We had that academy here in town and I went with my friend, author Heather Woodhaven, who writes suspense. So she uh, was writing more about, you know, police dogs and she was really researching kind of like the dark side of it. And, but she's great at laughing too. So we just went and laughed through the whole thing. We got to dress up and, you know, um, fire outfits and drive fire trucks. We got to race police cars. Um, We saw the demonstrations with the dogs. We never had our fingers printed. I don't think we had our fingers prints taken, but we did walk the line, those kind of things. So it was a really great experience. So were you able to pull a lot from that then? Oh yeah, yeah. And I didn't have this novel in mind when we went to it, but oh, oh, but the scene, and this might be what made you laugh, Narelle, because it made us laugh, is yep. when he went off on the authors. Cause he's like, who's the authors? And Heather and I were like, oh, that's us. <laughs> And uh, he's like, all right, we got to get this out of the way. Um, police officers do not take off their shirts. When <laughs> that really <laughs> happened. Yes, he, he really did that. And he's like, I know when you watch Hollywood movies, they're always taking off their shirts to go rescue the people. And we were just laughing so hard and everybody got a hoot out of that. Um, so we kind of, that was something we were playing on through the whole story. And was he a police officer who would be worthy of taking off his shirt? Now Narelle. <laughs> <laughs> different different podcast, Narelle. Now, the, the, police, the police officers were a little bit older, whereas the firemen were a little bit younger. They were and yeah. they were actually told, okay, they were said, okay, we're going to um fire academy tomorrow. There will be water, you will be getting wet, you are not allowed to wear white t-shirts. And then they said this because it was a thing. They're like, yeah. we get girls who come in here and want to meet the firefighters and they wear white t-shirts, but that's not allowed. And so, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Did, it, you it didn't expect the interview that to, way. Yeah. <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah. There was that one scene where Gemma was sitting in a place in the fire thing where she shouldn't have been sitting and yes. that all went really 
downhill quickly. And that was a place where <laughs> I found myself laughing. And that's all the spoiler you guys are getting. On. Uh, recognize that scene when you get to it. Yeah, my favorite. I loved the whole thing too, but I really loved when she got behind the wheel of the police car and they're all thinking that this is like, you know, Barbie, who's going to be all dainty. And um, <laughs> it did not turn out that way. <laughs> was yeah. She is a surprising character in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Did she surprise you too? Or oh, did yeah. you know her? No, she surprised me quite a bit. I had a, I had a lot of fun with her and people loved her from the first book. And um, so I was actually asked to write a short or what is it called? Not a short story, but a flash fiction piece Okay. Um, for Spark. And so because people loved her so much, I wrote a piece of her and Carson and that was the, the flash fiction. And that was before my, my publisher asked me to write a second book. So then I was... Oh. The, the flash fiction was the ending oh. of the of the novel okay and ah. so I had the beginning and I had the ending which I'd already written and it's pretty much verbatim from this flash fiction piece cool. and then I had to fill in the middle cool that's fun so that mm. flash fiction piece I take it never got published then anywhere. it did get published uh -huh. <laughs> and yeah people find it yeah, you could you could find it. I think there's so much that you don't know. It's not like going to be a total spoiler. Okay, it's just I a cute little I scene. See that yeah, I, can I see agree that. with you on that because romance readers know they're getting together at the end. Yeah, right. That we don't read for the surprise ending so much as for the journey. So. Surprise! They fell in love. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> you ruined everything. We'll We'll just say in most of my books, they get together yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah. Did you That's guys? true. Uh, husband the auditions, they do. were together, but it wasn't as together as they could have been. So there was some iffiness there. Yeah. So I, I get to continue that first story through this book. And you didn't see him very much in this book. But I'm, I just finished writing Charlie's story, Beyonce oh, finale. Yeah. And so you'll get to see Kai and Mary a lot in that one. So it's fun just bringing those characters along. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. We'll That's have to exciting. talk more about that for sure before we let you go today. Yep. All right, Valerie. Gemma. So <laughs> I was fascinated with Gemma because she's a bit of an odd duck. Um, you say that everybody loved her and I, I, I honestly kind of kept looking at her kind of like, are you for real? Um, <laughs> in Husband's Editions, she, she just seemed over the top naive. Um, she's this absolutely gorgeous Barbie doll, beautiful person. Um, and just seemed so airheaded at times and then, and yet so astute at other times and just like, you're weird, you know, like that's, that's just me to the character, right? So I was, I was really interested to read this because I knew that you weren't going to leave her in that place and you didn't, thank you. <laughs> but we often find in romance, I think we find a lot of pretty heroines. Sometimes we even find beautiful ones that aren't just beautiful to the hero, but, and, and we hear readers complain about that all the time. Oh, there's no like ordinary people they're all beautiful and we and we defend that by saying but they're beautiful to the hero but sometimes we write and describe our characters as everybody else thinks they're beautiful as well so all that um 
sometimes it doesn't mean anything to the story though. And this time it really, really does. It plays a very large part in her personality and how she relates to people. So I'm curious how she became like a 3D person to you as you contemplated her story and how you approached the beauty in, in the heroine and ran with that. So she is based on one of my friends who is absolutely beautiful. Um, like she can walk into a room and give me a hug and everybody turns and wants to know who's that. Like she's that beautiful. And I've always kind of been curious about that. Like, I wonder how that affects her. And she's super sweet too. She's like one of the nicest person you'll ever meet and a little bit of an airhead, <laughs> but in the nicest way. I say that because yeah, I am too. Nice, but yeah. <laughs> how do you get through life um, like that? So as I'm writing a character who is a writer and as a writer, I do have those moments where I like, I zone out kind of like if you watch the show Scrubs, like I'm imagining stories in my head and not always aware of what's going on around me. So I thought, well, that could explain a little bit of the flightiness. Um, she's always got this imagination um, and doesn't realize what's going on around her, but also because of her experience as a writer, she understands characters. So when she pays attention, she sees these things mm -hmm. um and she is in love with love she loves romance and so she's she's uh roommates with two guys who are also in the movie industry but they don't get the love side as much so she has to come in and kind of like explain those things to them so that's where she came from very sweet um <laughs> yeah um and then the twist that i give her her backstory um Oh man. <laughs> right? It's hard. To reveal it yeah. in the first third of the book. In, yes. In the so it's okay if I say. It's up so to it's you. Okay if I say. It's up to you. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, she has a twin sister. And uh, they had, they were close growing up and then things split them apart. And she became known as the pretty twin, mm -hmm. which comes from another friend who was not the pretty twin. And it was just, that was fascinating to me. I'm like, you guys are identical. How can she be the pretty twin? Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to play with and the whole dynamic between the two of them. And then kind of making the sister the um, antagonist, but also someone who goes through their own growth arc. Yeah. yeah. Whereas okay. I actually thought Gemma was quite relatable. And I mean, <laughs> I tell you, I'll tell you why, because she's driving along and she takes the wrong turns to go somewhere where she knows. And if I'm writing, there used to be a joke with my kids and one of our friends that I used to take to tennis lessons after school. And if I'd been writing all day on my day off from work and I was driving them to tennis lessons, I would nearly make three wrong turns going three suburbs the same way I have driven for years. <laughs> like I'm just hopeless. And so when I did my day job where I was driving all around Canberra, like doing a lot of driving, I had to have the GPS on to keep me in the moment to know exactly where I was going or I would forget where I was going. Like I can do that and be completely spacey and that's if I'm writing. But if I'm not writing and not creating, if I'm editing or just living my life, I'm really switched on and know exactly what I'm doing. But if I'm off in la-la land like Gemma, I could totally relate. <laughs> So you get it. Yay. <laughs> no, I'm and I really can be glad. like that too. Yeah. I'm so really glad to have gone on that journey with Gemma. Yeah. Oh, good. It was, uh, I knew you'd, I knew you'd pull it off. I wasn't doubting that at the beginning because uh, I've read enough of your books to know that, but, uh, but it was kind of like, okay, Ange, show <laughs> me how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting how, 
like I'm, I'm going through the six heart issues and how everybody's triggered a little bit by different heart issues. Whereas Elizabeth was okay with the anger. I was like, I don't like this guy. So, um, yeah, that was, that's interesting that it affects you and Narelle differently. Mm. And that just goes back to proving that the, that the reader brings so much of themselves into a story, right? Yeah, you can say this 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 is the story it's in this box and people are like no this is the story this is the story uh it's over here and it, it just depends on us and that's makes it a living breathing thing and that's kind of fun yeah. and scary i love that i love that about it and i mm. love that's why i love hearing your perspective on reading it and now that it's just getting out there and like wait and like waiting waiting <laughs> yeah. to have to say <laughs> for sure Please everybody love my babies <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Go ahead. That's the beauty of Christian romance is that we know that it's the focus of the story is not going to be on her physical appearance and she's not going to be elevated for that. Although I think you can get away with the airhead stuff because people give beautiful people a pass. I mean, let's be honest, they do. That's what happens in real life. So people who are good looking tend to have in some ways an easier run. People can be more forgiving. And I really liked how you played before that in the story and how we knew that even though she looks like Barbie and was it was it time to release with a Barbie movie? I mean, she was living in Canberra. She could go to this booth in a shopping centre and take a photo in the Barbie booth. Yeah. And I oh thought about God. that when I was reading. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to put Gemma, Gemma in the Barbie booth having a photo would be fantastic. Yeah, oh, so. <laughs> I, I didn't plan it that way, but that's kind of fun. It is. Emotional opportunity. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing with Christian romance. We know that even if we have a character that starts off beautiful, that we're not going to be focused the whole story on physical appearance. We're going to be going going to the heart matters. Yeah. yeah. We go to, we go deeper than that. Yeah. And I, and I felt, I felt like I had, like, it was okay for me to have this beautiful character because in my last book, Mary was a little pudgy. She was freckled. She wasn't Barbie. Um, yeah. So I felt like I had permission to, to go that way. Cause I don't always go that way. Well, and also mm-hmm. like the hero to him, her beauty was a big mark in the the con column too, which, right. which helped mm-hmm. because it added some dimension to it, you know. And and Gemma, for all that she was the pretty twin, she didn't really believe it about herself so much. Um, in fact, it also sort of irritated her, mm-hmm. um, which I liked as well because I think if you had made her just this vapid and vain person, you would have had to do a lot more work to. Be- to make mm. her because she was yes. not she was not either of those things for all that she was beautiful she didn't she didn't care um mm-hmm. she didn't go by that that wasn't what she relied on to get through life which I like yeah mm. and it, yeah it did annoy her that yeah. you know that she'd be trying to write scripts <laughs> and they that directors would want to put her in front of the camera and, and then she'd and then, bomb as an actress yeah or or then they'd want not not just in front of the camera but to do a love scene you know because of course you can't just be a pretty girl on tv unless you take your clothes off mm-hmm. yeah cool um what you said you just finished fiance finale when do you know when that comes out yet do you have a date for that Find out the date for that. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure because there was a huge gap between my first two books because I didn't plan a second book. So I'm not sure if this one will come out closer or not. Where uh, where would everyone follow you to make sure they're on top of things? 
Um, my website is angelaruthstrong.com and that should have links to whatever socials you're interested in. Excellent. I'm mostly on Facebook. Okay. I haven't mastered the other. <laughs> Some of them I tried to hide from. I'm like, they're so mean over there, but <laughs> yeah, fair. And uh, do you have anything else coming up after fiance finale that you can talk about yet? Not yet. I have story ideas. I got to choose which direction I'm going on. Um, but can I ask you guys, because yeah. now that you've read this one and you got to know Charlie a little bit more because he wasn't really in the first one, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think should happen with his relationship. I'm just curious, like what you see happening and what you'd like to happen. Well, I'm assuming he is going to end up back with his ex-fiance. I hope. <laughs> like we're not starting over. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember her name. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, to me with a restoration of sorts like that, it's sort of second chance slash restoration. I hope you really dig into what broke them up because you get, we've got some hints of it. Um, priorities. They both have different priorities and neither of them seem to have made the other one that priority. Um, and, and that's not something you can band-aid if they don't fix that, they're going to be doomed. So I hope, <laughs> I hope that they fix that. Um, that's what I'm looking for, but I'm also sure it will be, will we get to see more of the movie that they're making at the end of, um, husband auditions? I mean, hero debut, the, the shoe, um, beat shoe. Not really. Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can do edits. So if you want to see more of that, maybe I could work it in. I loved the idea so much. I would love to okay. see it win all the awards. <laughs> and somebody in real life <laughs> needs to make it. My thoughts about Charlie okay. then would be, what what are the wounds you're working with for Oh, him? yes. And I was going to mention that after you guys all shared. Um, so Charlie is selfish and Nicole is prideful. Okay. Yeah. Is Charlie on the autism spectrum somewhere skirting the Asperger's end? That's, that's what the way he came across to me. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, we he's neurodiverse. We that's that's the direction I thought you were going with him. And that would make sense if selfish is what you're looking at, because that can come across as being that sort of single-minded focus that can go with um, people on the autism spectrum can come across as being very selfish, but it's not selfish. So that's where I was, was wondering if you were playing with that. Cause I just loved how he blurted stuff out. It just, it's very, oh very gosh. relatable. Yes. It just, everyone's thinking it, not Charlie has to say it. <laughs> he yeah, so yes. you're, the, you're the third person to ask me that. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't plan it that way, but he's at the age where he could have been not diagnosed. Yeah. And yeah, he is absolutely. He's based on real people I know who probably are, you know, undiagnosed. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. but writing his character, like I, I'm like, okay, what do I write for inner monologue? Because he just like says whatever he's thinking. So outer monologue. Was, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that's a, yeah. But that's the beauty of autism being a spectrum is that there are some amazing strengths that people on the autism spectrum have that other people don't have. Like there's, I mean the world would not be technologically advanced about people on the spectrum who've done all the legwork that sits behind it. So I can see that brilliance really playing into, um, like I'm, I'm waiting for Charlie's story, really waiting okay, to good. see him good. find. <laughs> yes. And it makes sense that it's a reunion, um, second chances, because he is he has that social awkwardness in a sense. Even though he doesn't look like he has it, it's there underneath the surface. Right. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for those thoughts because now because I can go back and edit it and I might <laughs> message you privately to get your thoughts on ideas. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, do you have any final thoughts that you want um, to tell anybody about Hero Debut? You think we covered it? Any questions we should have asked? Well, questions, yeah, questions we should have asked. Like I said, I need to go back and read it again. <laughs> and I think all your, all your questions were great. I really appreciate it, um, the three different directions you came from. And I love talking about it. So thank awesome. you very much. I think Good we all really enjoyed reading it. So, yes. Oh, good. Which is which is nice. It was it was a fast read because I didn't want to put it down. So I'm like stirring dinner and reading. How many hours? I was. I read this book in 20 hours. Yeah. From when I started, I started at 6 p.m. and I was done by 2 p.m. the next day. Yeah. That's oh, how this fast makes I read my it. day. You guys are making. <laughs> I read it on my computer while watching my dog. Uh, <laughs> who had an accident yes. <laughs> and needed a close eye kept on him yeah. so um yeah so i highly recommend don't start reading until you actually have yeah, a chunk have, of time to read it time. yes <laughs> yes have some time available <laughs> um or just understand that you're gonna be ignoring things that's okay too as long as you know going into it don't so, set the house on fire right yeah <laughs> Thank well, you, that's Kendra. the highest praise I could ask for. So thank you very much. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for joining us uh, today. And everyone else, thank you for joining us to listen while we chatted. Um, we are in the first week of our back to school giveaway on the blog at inspiromance.com. So if you are not a regular blog reader, this is a great time to start. Um, lots of prizes and every comment on the posts every day through like September 13th or something uh, is an entry. So um, hop over <laughs> and say hi. If you have questions about Hero Debut or if you want to rave about it with us after you've read it, please feel free to leave a comment on our YouTube channel or on Facebook. And uh, while you are on uh, YouTube, not Facebook, while you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.